Moore, I sent you to the best schools in this country, and their sons do what they want them to do. I can make both of those claims in both those languages. Why won't he do right? Why doesn't he comply? I could kill him. <laughs> I sound just like my daddy when I say that. I want to go very Marvin Gaye's father on Pushkin. I'm crazy like my mother when I feel that, but I'd kill myself before I would hurt him. That's a promise I made before he was born, a promise I have every intention of keeping. He can't imagine that. If he could, he would stop telling me how much I am hurting him. I can't listen anymore. I'm the mama and I know what is best. I know he doesn't need to know who his daddy is and he probably shouldn't be marrying a white girl. That's what I know. When did he stop listening to me? My grandmother could throw a book across a room at her six-foot-tall sons, my father, and his brothers, and they didn't dare move. They would let the book fly right toward their faces just because their mama had said, Don't make me go upside your head. They respected her. They trusted her aim. They did what she wanted them to do till the day she died. Pushkin's little white girl has provoked me to remember that black mother and what she was due and how sweet a black family can be just in time for me to lose mine again. I can't stand to lose it twice. Tanya's very existence is cruelty. Thin, you see the daylight between her thighs when she stands. Tall, enough to look him straight in the face. And pale, there is a preternatural whiteness to her hair, a queer mixture of yellow and silver and white. Tanya is striking. Even at 22, she is not a girl. She's one of those big-breasted, narrow-hipped, waifish Amazons seldom found in nature. Gabriel teases me about Tanya's breasts. He says if I had breastfed his stepson, I would not be in this predicament. It's hard not to laugh, but I manage. That Pushkin would, or could, love Tanya... I experience as untenable, if unintended, sadism. That I could or would feel this way about his beloved, Pushkin experiences as unimaginable, if unassailable proof of my insanity, or as a vestige of archaic, banal racism. No, he feels something blunter, that I'm a racist bitch. I had imagined many brides for Pushkin. Not one of them resembled this creature, which, adding insult to off-counted injury, is called Tanya. She cannot be named Tanya. She will not be called Tanya. It is too unfortunate. Once upon a time, a long time ago, broken straight through the center of my heart, soft, violet, tattooing tender parts, I let my brain be me. When I took my seat in a white-painted chair, flaking and cracking, to rock infant Pushkin slung over my shoulder like a sack of sugar, reciting equations. Six plus six is twelve. Fourteen minus two is twelve. 
Three times four is twelve. Two plus two plus eight is twelve. Twenty-four divided by two is twelve. Did I know as I rocked and spoke on the beat that he was sucking in the patter of crazy truth? There are many expressions of the same quantity, many identities for the very same number. Struggling to achieve some simple understanding of the nature of number kept me afloat. Simple computations of small sums, a way to say, "Brain, don't fail me now." A way to say, "The number man can." A way for the brain to gratify equals reassurance. And now, so many years later, when I am mama to a boy, any other mama would be proud of, my brain has failed me. I love Pushkin like the moon loves the tide. Everybody heard me say, "I love Pushkin."